probably did hate Mayo and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod live Thursday June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. We're turning our attention back to the weekend's Premier League at 8.53. Andy Mitten is with us on the line. Andy, good morning. How are you getting on? Good morning. Can't you ask me about the uh, All-Ireland rather than Manchester United? <laughs> Can't we have a nice chat about uh, <laughs> the, the teams in Croke Park or whatever you want to talk to me about? Happily. I'd, I would love to get your thoughts on that, except for the fact that Manchester United, for the rest of us anyway, are still pretty interesting and almost getting more interesting week after week after week. We were kind of wondering earlier on if this could possibly be the lowest ebb, but we've wondered this quite a bit over the last few months. Do you feel that they're at least close to that point where this is the lowest point? It's just getting worse and worse and worse and losing 4-0 at Anfield is bad enough, but Liverpool are a considerably better team than Brighton and Hove Albion, who've not won a single game in this calendar year, had a terrible record against Manchester United despite being a, a successful club. And the performance on Saturday was was disgraceful. It was a disgrace to the 3,000 travelling fans. It wasn't a huge surprise when Manchester United go behind, as they tend to do, tend to go behind early in matches, really struggle to get back into matches. So the idea of getting in the top four in the Champions League, that disappeared a couple of weeks ago. I think now United have just got to try and get into the Europa League, that top six finish. Uh, I think the Europa League is actually a decent competition. I think that's been shown uh, this year. But no, this is this is, this is is a, a really, really bad time for, for Manchester United. And when United look at the main rivals, they see Liverpool in a European Cup final, uh, Manchester City... Well, they got knocked out. So United fans are getting amused by Real Madrid doing so well, but it all takes attention away from the the real significant problems that Manchester United have at the moment in in what has been a, a massively disappointing season. It's going to be the lowest points total. I worked it out at the weekend since 1990 when the team finished 13th. But at least United won the FA Cup that year. I remember that season and the bright end to the season because the team was still in the Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, so many, so many negatives. It, it did feel maybe a few months ago that Manchester United could still cling to the fact that there was maybe the bones of a squad there, that the regeneration would take a while, but maybe it would take a couple of seasons. I think four transfer windows is something that Ranić has mentioned actually quite recently. Does that look optimistic at this point, Andy, that, that four transfer windows is all it's going to take? Nobody knows the answer to that question because... In the last nine years, there's been this idealised version of what's going to happen with Manchester United. And I remember Lou Van Gaal coming in and saying, judge me after 100 days. And after 100 days, it wasn't great. And he wanted a bit more time and he got time, got a couple of years, made lots of changes. They didn't work out. So I have very little faith in the recruitment process at Manchester United, unless there's a significant upturn in that, that even if players do come in, you hear fans saying, get rid of the deadwood, deadwood, deadwood. I've heard the same thing for for nine years. United have recruited poorly and brought the wrong type of players in for the managers, uh, the wrong type of system that the managers have been using. Yes, the uh, appointment of Eric Ten Hag will be greeted with optimism, just as every single appointment has been post post Ferguson, although 
fans were more circumspect about David Moyes, for example. And he's a good manager, but I wonder whether it's too much for for one man, especially when you see how high the bar has been raised by by the excellence of, of Liverpool under Klopp and Manchester City under Pep Guardiola. And then you've got Chelsea, I know they've got their off-field issues, but they're a current European and, and world champions. So I'd, I'd expect an improvement for Manchester United because it cannot be so bad given the players that are at the at the club and some will go in the summer and some will come in and each will be greeted again with great we're, we're on the way back but it's all about results um, Ralph Rangnick is clearly a bright man who is a good overseer of football but I can't pretend that his appointment's been a success the football and the results have been dreadful under him so Ten Hag I absolutely wish him well he'll get lots of support I've done a great job at Ajax. But Manchester United has been a, a talent shredding machine for players, for managers as well. And I'm an optimist who thinks things will get better. But I'm also extremely sceptical because of, of what has happened at Manchester United in recent years. Mm. Like the talent shredding is is an interesting phrase because it seems that the latest person who's kind of been under the microscope on that talent shredding conversation has been Raphael Varane especially after the weekend's performance is he indicative of that point that you made there people who arrive at the club and essentially look worse when they wear the the shirt of Manchester United or is that actually indicative of poor recruitment I think Varane's a good player I realise I'm saying that at the moment after he's had a terrible game like the rest of them at um, Brighton and I'm sure part of him is thinking I could be working on a another Champions League final here he would have stayed in that Madrid team uh, he's had a poor first season because injury uh, has hampered him but I still maintain he's a good player I saw him play lots in Spain and I do think he'll come good at Manchester United I think potentially he's the best central defender there and by a distance as well right. but clearly other factors come into play like confidence, like team selection. He's playing in English football for the first time. So he's not one I would be looking to move on saying this is an absolute disaster. I know exactly why Real Madrid sold him and it was nothing to do with his talent. It was more about getting money in uh, for him. Uh, They offered him a new contract. They were quite half-hearted in the new contract that they offered him. So he's been poor. Um, He's had some decent games as well, but he's not my main concern. Who else in that back four then are you looking at in terms of those that you would keep at the club next season? Next question, you know, do you want, do you want names here? Because I'm struggling. I think Maguire, Maguire's had um, his worst season probably in professional football. But it's only a year ago that we were talking about his importance and how much he'd be missed uh, in the Europa League final in Gdansk. It was at the end of May uh, last year. I think he can actually get get back to a decent level. Is he a world-class central defender? I've got my doubts about that. Victor Lindelof has got his virtues. He had a poor game at Brighton. And you're comparing them to players like Virgil van Dijk and the, the lads at Manchester City. And there's a little comparison at the moment. The two fullbacks, the four fullbacks, well, it's been a massive problem area. At right-back, Aaron Wan-Bissaka has declined as a player. Diogo Delot's got some virtues, but again, compare him to the players, compare him to Trent Alexander-Arnold or the the, play, the fullbacks we saw at Chelsea at Old Trafford last week. 
at Manchester City, Cancelo, who someone Manchester United looked at. And again, they're way short of that level. I think Luke Shaw's a decent player. He's not had his best season at all. Form, injury. Alex Tellers, he looks short of the mark for Manchester United. And strange things have happened and, and, the, and the players have, have got back to a much better level. So the confidence is down on, on all of them. I wouldn't write all of them off. United can't go out and buy an, an entire new defence in the summer. That's just not going to happen. But it's been a poor season for the defence, as we see by the number of goals that United have conceded. I think the goal difference is plus one after 37 games. I mean, that's absolutely atrocious for Manchester United. Plus one. Yeah. Andy, what is realistic in terms of the number of players who might come in in the summer? Because the fans will want 20 new players and they want them every player who gets linked between now and whenever the transfer window closes that the agents are doing jobs on. They will want all of those players in to try and somehow give a sense that this can happen, this turnaround can happen quickly. But what's realistic? Is it six maximum, seven maximum? I think the the, the, the case is helped by so many players um, being out of contracts and leaving. So that helps the job of Eric Ten Hag. Um, we know that Edinson Cavani is going to is going to leave. We know that Phil Jones, Jesse Lingard, Paul Pogba's probably going to leave. Um, there are a lot of players are going because they're out of contract. Um, Juan Mata, Nemanja Matic has said that he's going. So I'm already up to six or seven there. And they're going to be replaced if Manchester United are going to play European football next year, which looks likely. You need a squad for that. So maybe a couple come up from the youth ranks. One of the few bright spots has been the youth team. They're playing in the final at Old Trafford on Wednesday. Well over 60,000 tickets have been sold. That's incredible. And But they're, but they're 18-year-olds. They're, they're not coming straight into the first team. I'm thinking more about players like James Garner, who's on loan at Nottingham Forest. And then players are going to come in. You're not going to be getting seven players coming in on huge fees at all. United missing out on the Champions League will mean... The budget is smaller. Um, players can come in on free. That's become more normal. United can still pay big, big wages. They're going to be losing players on big, big wages. I think Cristiano Ronaldo will probably stay, in part because nobody could match the contracts that he's got at Manchester United, and in part because he's actually been a success this year. Although I can totally see the argument about United um, having to uh, change the system of play when he plays. And it was a surprise. The, the coaches had to rip up and start again because it was just put on them. Do you want him? Yep, yeah, okay. And that all happened within a day back in August. So uh, there'll be new signings. And as you say, each of them will be greeted with the optimism and the hope that these players can contribute to a brighter future for Manchester United. We've been there so many times. And I can remember, and I'm as guilty as any fan, when... Bastian Feinsteiger signed or Morgan Schneiderlin signed or Angel Di Maria signed. I could list 20 names who've come in and the majority of them were not a success at Manchester United. And if Ten Hag wants to bring in players who are not the darlings of social media, I'd have no problem with that. He's going to be the one making the decision here. He's going to be the one who decides who comes in and more power to his elbow. He's, he's, he will be the manager of Manchester United. The current manager, Ralph Rangnick, it, it just not worked out as a football manager. Clearly a bright man. Um, but he's not working. Look at the results. They're absolutely atrocious. Manchester United have lost five games away from home now 
on the bounce and lost them in some style as well. Conceded 16 goals. It's absolutely dreadful. What did you think when you saw the reports linking Paul Pogba to Manchester City and the subsequent reports that Paul Pogba uh, turned down Manchester City? Well, I'm a journalist. I wrote a big piece on Paul Pogba mm. last week with lots of inside information. So when I saw that report, I checked them out. I checked it out on Saturday and uh, I got told, um, yeah, it's true. There is interest. And I checked it out again this morning and I got told, yeah, that's also accurate. He's not going to Manchester City. Do you want to see my phone? I'm not going to show you. <laughs> tell that. Um, so I wouldn't be stunned if Paul Pogba went somewhere and was a success because I saw him playing for France in the Euros last year in a better team system with better players around him, with a better manager who's got more belief in him. There's a good player in there. But on a poll on United We Stand last week, 95% of those fans said enough's enough, go. And only 5% said give him another chance. The facts are that there is a contract offer for him. I don't know what Eric Ten Hag's view of Paul Pogba is. He'll be the one making the decision. If he decides Paul Pogba is a world-class player and I want him at Manchester United and I'm going to speak to him and set out my vision for him, then that's on him. Um, if he decides that he'll go with the view of most Manchester United fans, then that's his decision as well. Uh, in... All the time he's been at United, it's been underwhelming for Paul Pogba. There's mitigating circumstances. I think the fact that there's been such a breakdown in communication, lack of relationship with the fans, is partly on the club as well. And the dream he was sold has not materialised either. And I spoke to a lot of people about Paul Pogba last week for an article I did on, on The Athletic. Um, one of them said he's a complex character, but he's an energy giver. He's not a... Not somebody who takes energy out of the team, but when things are going badly, it can bring people down with him. And there were two sides to his argument with with Jose Mourinho. Um, that didn't benefit any of the parties. But when Paul Pogba's playing well and, and on song, he can be a great player to have. And United fans have seen glimpses of that, but nowhere near enough. There's, there's a huge issue with consistency around uh, Paul Pogba, especially when you compare him to the consistent players at the teams who are at the top of the table uh, for, for a reason. And in many ways, he's a microcosm of why Manchester United are so poor. Uh, it's because um, he's so inconsistent and so are so many other players. So why were Manchester City interested in him then for, for those th those reasons? Like, I mean, you say that he's not of the level consistently that some of the top clubs would want, but but yet, like you're saying, that there was there was genuine links between him and Manchester City. Well, that's on Pep Guardiola, and he's got a pretty good track record. Doesn't always get it right either. Uh, I think he signed Ch Chigrinsky from Ukraine for Barcelona, who definitely didn't work out for for Barca uh, but he's, he's, he's a good judge of, of a footballer in the main and maybe he saw something maybe he thought that playing in a system which Manchester City obviously do uh, with more discipline with his confidence or maybe he's more vengeful and he wants to um, to, to win uh, and win trophies I mean this is a man in the prime of his career he's 29 he's I wouldn't say he's wasted five years but 
it's five years since Manchester United last won a trophy. And I remember seeing his family outside the Europa League final in Stockholm. And they were so invested in that. They were so up for it. Um, it's just a shame that it's come to this. And I keep using the word shame and sadness. It's it, it, There's two sides again with all of this, but that's how it is for Manchester United right now. Do you think that there's a core of a team there that Ten Hag can build on, or will the core of the team that ultimately brings Manchester United success be brought in over the next couple of years? So are Bruno and Rashford, are they going to be foundational pieces for Ten Hag? The stock of both of them as low as it's been at Manchester United. Um, a new manager can change. We've seen players and, and clubs and teams turn pretty quickly um, when you think that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And I remember speaking to Jamie Carragher about Liverpool five years ago and there was no light at the end of the tunnel for him. But within a year, Liverpool looked far more of a force than, than they did do. And these players want to succeed. They, they want to be successful. Even Paul Pogba wants to be successful. And... A new manager should be able to motivate his team. That's a, a key job of a manager. It's something where Ralph Rangnick has failed. And you might look at players, and there's, there's so many players in the history of football who've looked completely spent and then have looked so good uh, when when they've had a new manager, when they've got a good runner in a team, when they're, they're more confident. I'd love Marcus Rashford to be a success for Manchester United. Again, at the moment, and I said it on one of your shows in February, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. And the reaction to that was, what? Well, my sources were good at the time. I still wouldn't be surprised if he left. But if he stayed, um, and I think United would like the idea of him staying, but again, this is on the manager. The, the manager's going to be making uh, these decisions. And one problem Manchester United have got is that the players earn so much money, they're actually really unattractive to other clubs because... Yeah. There's no value for them. These are players who earn hundreds of thousands and they can't afford them. There's, there's better players out there for a lot less money. Can I ask you one question, Andy? If if Ten Hag came in and had a complete clear out of players, like so you, you've talked about the players who are out of contract and are going to leave, but say he decided he didn't think Bruno and Rashford were foundational pieces and, and they went as well this summer for whatever deal they could get for them. How much patience will the fans have if... The, the team that takes the field next season isn't good enough to compete for top four, but is is at least trending in the right direction. Because there was a bit of a period at, at Liverpool just now, and it's a different scenario because Klopp comes in mid-season, but the team was really bad for the first three, four months. And they had loads of injuries because he was uh, ratcheting up the physicality of the training. And it was the next season before the signings that he made started to have significant impact. And even the following Christmas after that, when they started to spend the, the uh, Coutinho money, what 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 time frame does Ten Hag need to show progress? And would actually ripping the bandage off and getting rid of a load of players help to buy some patience from the United fans? I think the fans are quite patient at matches, um, not online. Online's a real problem. You get an extreme reaction when. United drop points in a match. But you, your general point is right. The, the the expectations are now much lower because the team is so bad. Um, every manager's been supported in real life and, and he'll feel that because I don't think Eric Ten Hag's going to be trolling Twitter. He's going to feel a lot of love and support at the stadium. But there's got to be minimum expectations here. If United are 17th by 
December, there's clearly going to be a major problem there. If United are actually showing some shoots of recovery, if a couple of his signings are looking to encourage him, he'll be supported all of the way. I think if you ask Manchester United fans and people watching this right now, do you think the team will win the league next year? I think 90% would say no. Do you think the team will be in the top four next year? The percentages are starting to change a little bit because fans are... They, they, they tend to be optimistic, especially at the start of the new season with a new manager. And a lot of those players still at the club, they are good players. It's baffling to everyone how bad that they've been uh, this season. This idea of getting rid of everybody, well, Louis van Gaal tried it and it failed. He had this massive talent purge and he got rid of good players. And at the sign, every single one of them was waved out of the club. Raphael, the right back, Darren Fletcher, Johnny Evans, good players who went for nothing. Johnny Evans was, is a really good player. I'm not saying that he's Vidic or Rio Ferdinand, but I think the fans have got to look at themselves as well as um, an element that just signing new players is somehow going to improve things. It's going to be another plaster, you said, to stick over a problem position. You know, bring Declan Rice in and then that's the midfield sorted. Well, history has shown it doesn't work like that, then it needs to be more than that. And I think one of the things Ralph Rangnick is touching on is United are signing the wrong type of players. And I think he's got a point there. I think I'd more listen to him when he's talking about strategy. Although he's not made many decisions. Some fans seem to think that he's this great overseer firing the, the lead scouts. He's not. He's just not. Let's stick to the facts here. He, his primary job is to coach Manchester United's first team. And at the moment, he's not done a good one uh, at that. But he does have good ideas in terms of the type of players which the club should be signing, but he's not going to be the manager. So he's going to have very little influence uh, there. It's going to be on Ten Hag, who is absolutely forming his opinions at the moment. He's in constant contact with, with Manchester United. He's going to be under huge, huge pressure. And he has to start well, because... If, if, as I said, he's 17, there's, there's going to be big, big problems, but there'll be support for him and there will be patience for him, especially at Old Trafford.